So I don't know anything about uh, economists, economy, economy studies, uh, economics. That's what it's called. <laughs> Fuck me. Wow, that was special. <laughs> economics. I don't know much about that, but I did read this story. Clearly. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I got to laugh because if not, I'll cry. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, you think did you hear my voice crack? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think my tea sipping will sound different on these fancy new mics? Did it sound HD? Like no, it sounded awful. Okay. Well, for those of you who don't know, which is all of you, we have a we have a story of the new mics. Because, yes, we both have new microphones. We have new mics. Yeah. Um, after that disastrous showing last... I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Don't be dramatic. I literally don't know why that happened. Like, that's never happened before. <laughs> Me neither. That was very strange. And I, I don't remember hearing it. Like, I don't remember hearing it to be that loud when we were actually recording. But then when I was editing it, I was like, why is it so, like, blown out? But anyway, so before that happened... I had asked my dad for a new mic for Christmas because I was getting tired of our little rinky dink like amateur Those were mics. Not rinky dink. <laughs> they were forty dollars, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have an emotional attachment to that mic. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I had asked for a, a Yeti mic, and he got me one for Christmas, and I was like, "Yay!" Um, and I had said to myself in my head, "I was like, okay, if I end up getting one." I feel like I should get Ely one so that we can match. And I used your upcoming birthday as an excuse to get you one. Wow, um, thank you. So <laughs> I ordered you one a couple days ago and it came really fast. So awesome. Amazon do be, do be shipping fast. That's true. Well, I thought I was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Like me recording with the nice mic and Ely using the other mic. But here we are. We both have two new Yeti mics. <laughs> what? It's a rinky dink mic. So Come much on. hate on our old mics. Come on now. You know what really pissed me off about those mics was the fucking tripod, like the little rinky dink legs Stop on them. Saying that. <laughs> it just feels right. Okay. Okay. Well, but here I'm we are. Glad that we New have mics upgraded. Yeah. Hopefully you guys like it. We're true professionals. I now. I read the instructions manual. Zach did not. I got too excited. Although the instructions manual wasn't really anything special. It was just a bunch of images and then numbers. But, you know, sometimes those can be helpful. You really got to break it down for the layman's, you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, anyway, how was your Christmas? Do you practice? Oh gosh, I was just going to ask you that. Do I practice? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we won't get into that today. <laughs> But um, my Christmas was pretty nice. Um, on Christmas Day, my mom and I spent like hours in the kitchen making a wonderful feast for our immediate family. Oof. And we popped off. We really did. We really did. We made like chicken. My dad got like an instant pot as like a gift from work that he won. And so we were like, let's use that bad boy to like slow cook a whole chicken. So we put like a chicken in the instant pot and let it cook for like the whole day. And then we made green bean casserole, mashed potatoes. I made my grandmother's mac and cheese. We made um, those uh, red lobster cheddar rolls. So do good. They make, do they put them in the grocery store? 
Yeah, like you can um, buy like the box mix and I've never had them. They're so good. I know people tell me. You know why I avoid Red Lobster for other reasons? Because you hate seafood. Yeah, but they have chicken tenders. They do. I'm sure they do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the biscuits are amazing. Um, It was great. Yeah, a good time. A good time was had by all. What was your most favorite gift? Oh, that's tough. I mean, okay. I will say I'm very happy. I got some AirPods for Christmas and the reason I had like, I (laughs) honestly, that the instruction, (laughs) that's the instruction manual I should have read. Um, (laughs) But I'm very happy because I wanted like a pair of wireless headphones that had a good microphone on them because these have an awful mic and I can't use them for meetings. What Um, brand are those? These are beats like Apple beats. Oh, those are supposed to be nice. They're very nice. I will say the audio quality on these is better than the AirPods, but like this doesn't have a microphone. I mean, it has a microphone, but it sucks apparently. Um, Because I tried using it for a meeting one time and everybody was like, ah. (laughs) 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 So I was like, okay, maybe I should get some AirPods. And then when I was working with my, um, with one of my other colleagues, I was like at his house helping him set up something on Instagram. And he was like, you don't have AirPods? I was like, no. And he was like, damn, you're in the trenches. I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, now you're part of the club. Yeah, so now pitch. I'm like very happy. Um, I also got a water pick. I think that's what they're called. The hell is that? It's like a, a, a thing that you can use to floss your teeth with like water. Oh, yeah, I've heard. See, I got sensitive things. teeth, so I feel like that wouldn't work for me. I feel like that would work very well for you, actually. No, because like whenever cold water hits my gums, I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> it's the truth. I need to go to the dentist. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, those are just some of my gifts. How about you? How was your Christmas? Wow. You're well, with, I- with Debbie. I have multiple Christmases because, you know, divorced parents. Um, Mm -hmm. But Nick and I went to see my dad and Brett in Michigan two weekends ago. Mm -hmm. And that went really well. Nick meshes very well with the Maynards. Um, Uh On night two, we kind of had like two separate days of family get togethers. And the second day was more chill. Um, He bonded very much with my aunt Vidya. They were getting each other drunk off the same bottle of wine while we were playing cards. Oh my God. It was a good time. So that was fun. Saw Riley because she lives in South Oh Detroit. yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, yeah. So that was good. And then I was with mom for actual Christmas. That was also good. Um, she had a stocking for her chickens. Uh-huh. And, and I said, mom, you're not bringing a chicken in here to like witness the stocking unwrapping. Are you? And she said, no. so thank God. Oh, I love that. Yeah. She probably definitely brought one in after you left. <laughs> Maybe. But I also enable her because I feel like all my gifts to her were somehow chicken themed. I got her an egg apron. She loved that. Put it on immediately, <laughs> went outside to get some eggs. <laughs> That's so nice. But in terms of my favorite gifts, uh, I love this mic. It's just very pretty and mm-hmm. solidly constructed. Um, <laughs> but also Nick got me, he got me a puzzle of pictures of bear. Oh, that's so sweet. And that made me cry. Nick. Oh my God. We, Nick, we, can you be my boyfriend? Uh, what? No. 
Yeah, we did our presents. He when he was driving up to New York to see his family, he stopped by me. That was the day before Christmas Eve, and we did our presents. And then the next day, as I was driving to my mom's, I was inspired to go uh, visit where we spread bear's ashes because I was feeling all sentimental. This is getting very sad and dramatic, but anyway. <laughs> That was one of my favorite gifts, and I have to find the right time to put it together. Well, nice. Let's stop talking about dead dogs. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, yes, we we're back after our break, and most of, at least my stories, are from like the last week. But I do have a couple of things we should catch up on. Yeah, for sure. That we can't just ignore, you know. Right. So right. As much as we should... would like to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we should get to it. <laughs> okay so to start the news i figure we should talk about omicron because the last episode we had just two weeks ago i feel like we just barely touched on we were like oh my god ha ha transformer named after transformer Uh, yeah um but a lot has happened i know it's getting scary it's getting a little it's confusing because it's like scary but also people who are vaccinated it's just like you're getting sick because right. that's what a shocker if you're vaccinated it keeps you from being hospitalized generally exactly um but anyway it's now the dominant strain of the virus it's like 80 percent of new cases are omicron there are covid test shortages now slash very long lines to get a test mm-hmm. thanks biden um <laughs> <laughs> four states i just saw this news today four states hit an all-time hospitalization peak for the whole pandemic oh, michigan wow. vermont Maine and New Hampshire. Uh, and thousands of flights were canceled over the past few days, the holiday weekend, because there were staff shortages from airline staff calling out sick. So it's just been a whole clusterfuck. And yeah, it's weird because I'm not like scared, but I'm just, it's like the blend of apathy and annoyance of continuing to live in this pandemic where people can't get their shit together, including the government. Right. Oh my God. Yeah, I think we jumped too quickly into letting our guards down, like with the masks. And now it's just like, I mean, a lot more people are vaccinated, so that's good. But it's just kind of like, it feels like we're in March of 2020 again, where it's just like, oh my gosh, everything has to shut down all of a sudden because things are getting really bad. But also the vaccination rates have stagnated. Like they haven't really changed that much in the last few months. Right. It's like, well, it's like pretty much everyone who got, yeah, everyone who was going to get vaccinated is vaccinated. Yeah. Which is annoying because it's right. like, is this, are we always going to keep doing this? I mean, I know there's all this talk of like her immunity and shit, but uh, I don't know. Not with these dummies. But also, are you feeling like a weird sort of comfort of like the shutdowns? Because I don't know. I, I feel some comfort in like, okay, at least those measures are coming back into play as opposed with Delta. I feel like Delta, everything was just the same and people didn't seem to care. Yeah, no, that makes, that's a good point actually. Yeah. I suppose so. You're right. With Delta, people did not care. Omicron is apparently less deadly than Delta though. So it's like, where's, it's just confusing. And then the CDC, of course, a couple of days ago, they put out new guidance saying you only have to quarantine for five days. If even yeah. if positive, like what? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Absolutely not. I will not I be saw, doing that. <laughs> I saw a tweet. Uh, it was on one of my Instagram friends. Is that what we call them? Friends? Followers? followers? Yeah. It was on his story. Let me see if it's still there. Yes. The, uh, he screenshot a tweet. It says the CDC stands for can't disrupt capitalism. 
<laughs> Literally, though, they cannot be bothered to care more about people than like getting people back to work. Yep. So, yikes. We'll continue to monitor the situation, I suppose. <laughs> we are the first. queens of mon- <laughs> continuing to monitor the situation. Reporting here first. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Something we need to catch up on is something I'm sure you've been dealing with a lot lately. Biden extended the moratorium on student loan payments through May 1st. It was supposed to end on January 31st. It now will be ending on May 1st. And, you know, it just begs the question once more. I mean, we haven't, at that point, we would have been not paying for over two years. And right. And be fine. everything's so, fine. <laughs> I mean, everything's not fine, but relatively speaking. For the student loan companies, everything's fine. <laughs> Yeah. For the economy, everything's fine. <laughs> well, it's like we've talked about this before. Like, if we already have like trillions of dollars in the deficit, it's like at what point we're never getting to zero, y'all. So let, right, why not just right. keep adding to it, you know? Right. And in the grand right. scheme of things, it, you know, this is makes me very mad if I think about it for too long. But in the grand scheme of things, the amount of collective student debt for everyone in the U.S. It, the fact that that's still a fraction of like the military debt, military spending when we're not even right. at war. Mm, mm. Let me tell you. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But you've been doing stuff with that with work, right? Recently. Yeah. We have a campaign called dreams, not debt. Um, right now, basically where you're like collecting people's student debt stories. Um, like just asking people to share their experience with student debt and what they wish they would have known beforehand and like how being in debt is like hindering their life going forward. And then we also, we have a petition that you can sign to let the Biden administration know that dreams are more important than keeping young people and young people of color, especially in debt. So yeah, non-spawn but you can head to <laughs> allianceforyouthaction.org <laughs> will they listen tbd not alliance uh, the biden administration <laughs> i'm sure alliance will listen yeah we, of course we will but this is also interesting because it's like we really put the pressure not we like my org specifically but like we as a society really put the pressure on to like with the new variant to like extend student loan the the um pause on payments and that worked, but can we get student loans canceled? We'll see. <laughs> Maybe next year. Trying to stay as hopeful as possible. Well, I think with the uh, midterms coming up, this is a great, like, it's going to be intense. 2022 is going to be intense. Don't go thinking that 2022 is going to be some easy breezy. Oh, I don't think any of us shit. were. <laughs> I like kind of want to forget the midterms are coming, but you know. Yeah, I can't. So uh, that's true. <laughs> anyway, next story. Sorry, we just got bad news after bad news here. <laughs> so I don't know anything about uh, economists, economy, economy studies, uh, economics. That's what it's called. <laughs> that's fucking... Wow, that was special. <laughs> economics. I don't know much about that, but I did read this story. Clearly. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I got to laugh because if not, I'll cry. Uh, a key measure of U.S. inflation rose 5.7% in the last 12 months, and apparently this was the fastest increase in consumer spending price index since July 1982. So the fastest oh increase in four decades. Inflation is a problem, and I don't like the fact that everyone seems to just be like acting like it's not. By everyone, I mean everyone 
who's in the government and rich people. Right. Cause like, I'm, I mean, we're both, we're both very lucky for our ages, especially, but like, even I'm starting to feel it like the goddamn gas prices, especially when I am near or around DC, which is often it's crazy. And stuff at the grocery store, you start to notice. It's yeah. just, and then of course we know wages are just stagnant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Rent is going up. It's just, things are going up yeah. and I don't like it. And I think it should change because I can imagine other people I don't also like don't like it. it. <laughs> yeah no for sure it is scary and it's it's honestly a problem that like again young people are like stuck dealing with even though it's like old people that are the ones creating problems for us and also old people that are like complaining about us being upset about it Ugh, old people come on yeah and for those old people we don't have to be like extraordinarily knowledgeable in these types of things to have a problem with it you if know, it affects so, me it affects me i can talk about exactly it. like i don't need to know about economic theory or economy economic <laughs> studies i don't need to be a master <laughs> or a major studies. in those things <laughs> <Stop> saying that <laughs> sorry okay let's just move on um the next story i should stop laughing for this one i guess it's kind of good news uh so for those of you who hadn't heard Kim Potter, who is a Minneapolis police officer who murdered Dante Wright in April of this year. She was convicted of manslaughter on Thursday uh, after 27 hours of jury deliberation. Don't know why it took that long, Um, but this is the woman who claims that she confused her handgun for her taser. Bitch, either A, no, you didn't, or B, you don't need to be a cop. Yeah, well, she's not going to be a cop ever again. Uh, She's not getting, well, sentencing hasn't happened yet, but she's not getting nearly as much prison time as she should because I think it's like a maximum of around a decade. Yeah. But I mean, justice, this keeps coming up, of course. I mean, I'm glad that justice, and we'll put that in quotation marks, is happening on a more frequent basis now in the wake of George Floyd. But at the end of the day, these people should still be alive. Yeah, it's like a weird thing to celebrate. It's well, it's right, not even right. worth celebrating, you know. It's worth yeah. acknowledging. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for the family, but I'd be happier if their son was still alive. Right, exactly. So bye, Kim. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little bye, boring, Kim. I also don't I also don't care. Um, I don't care. <laughs> okay. I don't care about her. Anyway, the last news story I have, I know we've had quite a few, but gotta catch up, you know. Yeah, um, this kind of made me sad. So the last major Tiananmen Square memorial in China, for those of you who don't remember, the Tiananmen Square crackdown slash massacre in 1989 in Beijing was an event where multiple peaceful unarmed protesters were gunned down by the Chinese government during protests. I already said that, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this eight meter sculpture was in like a heavily trafficked cafeteria area area at the University of Hong Kong. And it was just removed overnight. And they, in fact, they put up a bunch of like barriers so that people couldn't even document it. There's some blurry pictures of people who were able to get like above it and kind of look down on it, but they just took it down overnight with little to no reasoning. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, the Tiananmen Square, like, that's something that you can't even discuss publicly. Like, in a public forum in China, it's banned. Like, you could be criminalized for that. So we are obviously not a fan of 
anyone who goes against democracy here. So I just thought it was worth calling out and yeah. just kind of a weird slash upsetting story if you read the whole thing. Right, right. So thanks, China. Very interesting. Come on, China. Yeah. Okay, that's the end of my news. Let's hit up that music section. All right. You guys, I was in preparation for this. I was like scrolling through trying to find like what's been happening these last few weeks. But like, obviously, because the Grammys deadline has passed and we're like towards the end of the year and nobody's really releasing anything new. Everything's basically about like wrapping up 2021 and like celebrating achievements in 2021. So that's going to be kind of what we're going to talk about. I only have like three things, but you know, I, I talk a lot. So, <laughs> um, okay. First I want to revisit the last time we talked, we talked about like how billboard was releasing their, uh, greatest pop stars of 2020, 2021. Yeah. And they were all men up to that point. Yes, it was all men. And we were like, Oh, so <laughs> now I have the full, I have the full top 10 and I will say I predicted, uh, multiple of these. So Oops, sorry. Did you hear that? Um, I heard your lip smacking. Oh, my finger like brushed my mic oh, and I got scared. No, see, the mic is so good. I couldn't even hear the extra noise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, let's start with number 10. Um, some of these like in the like bottom half of the list we talked about already, but I just want to like there's some that we didn't talk about. Like um, number 10 is Bad Bunny. I love Bad Bunny. <laughs> I like um, their uh, their side act, Good Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <That was> stupid. <laughs> anyway, number nine is Dua Lipa, Lula Peep. Lula Peep. <laughs> <laughs> Which I saw a TikTok about Dua Lipa today. Interesting. What? What? Um, you just okay, leave it at it that? Was- Sorry, it was some guy that used to be her assistant. He was like, I'm not going to say her name, but let's just say she's levitating. <laughs> and then he was like, um, he was like, I used to be her assistant and every day she wanted like a caramel frappuccino, but she didn't want it from anywhere like fancy. She only wanted McDonald's caramel frappuccinos, but she didn't want anyone to know that it was from McDonald's. And she told me like, if you tell anybody about this, like you're fired. And then he was like, he texted his friend about it and like didn't say anything else. And then one time she was using his phone and she went through his text messages and searched <gasps> McDonald's. And saw that it oh my God. <laughs> oh my. And then she fired him. And at the very end, he was like, also, she has not stopped being friends with the baby. So <laughs> yeah, very interesting. I love, I love like messy assistant TikTok. <laughs> I've seen my, like a I've seen a surprising amount of videos from people who are like, oh, I used to be an assistant or my friend used to be assistant. Here's all the tea. It's my favorite ones are about Anna Kendrick because apparently she's just <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. So like people who work at stores that celebrities shop at a lot mm-hmm. or hostess at oh, restaurants. Yeah, too. Those are yeah. good too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Dua Lipa's number nine, as we talked about, Justin Bieber's number eight. Drake is number seven, BTS is number six, and The Weeknd is number five. Those we already went over. Now we have four is our lovely Miss Doja Cat. Good 
<laughs> that you are not allowed to do ever again. Is that not how the song goes? <laughs> no. no. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm traumatized from that. But anyway, <laughs> number three is Adele. Coming in at number two is Lil Nas X. Little, Little? Nas X, my friend. <laughs> and number one, as predicted, was Taylor Swift. Now, I have to say, I'm actually surprised that Doja Cat was a little bit higher on this list. Like, I feel like Adele and Doja Cat could have been flipped. Oh, I don't know. know. That's just me. That's just me, though. That's just me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Taylor Swift is overhyped. I mean, I saw a tweet where someone was like, (laughs) this is so bad. I did not tweet this. I saw it. Someone said, you're you're all really. Yeah, do y'all really love Taylor Swift or are you just really sad and single? Which is a little sexist, I will point out, but they didn't act they didn't say I feel any like a pronouns, lot of, so. I feel like a lot of criticism of uh, of Taylor Swift is very 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 deeply rooted in misogyny, so I try not to yes. openly criticize her because I'm like I honestly have nothing to say. Like she's talented, she can write yeah. music like nobody's business. She obviously has made her money. She's found a way to like rewrite the rules of the music industry, if you will. Um, And she's doing it beautifully. And I think she's a pop culture icon a little bit. Like she got like, she, she can really shift a conversation if she wants to. I just don't like listening to her music. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't like the vitriol of her fans. I still am kind of bothered by the whole, like Jake Gyllenhaal, if you kill yourself thing, like that's a little intense. Yeah. Like let's not tell people to kill themselves. Um, But we already talked about that. Yeah, we did. So we don't have to go into it again. But um, we know yeah, it all that's... too well. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs> These jokes are all canceled. Um, okay. My next little story highlight thing is very interesting, actually. So, according to TikTok's 2021 music report, 175 trending songs from TikTok made it to the Hot 100 this year. That's a lot. And I know it's crazy. And Megan Thee Stallion and Doja Cat were number one and number two on like the top artist spots. And the same was for last year as well. They were number one and number two. I mean, they are dominating TikTok all the time. Black women are the blueprint. It's okay. (laughs) You can say it. (laughs) But I mean, like who better to take these spots than Meg and Doja Cat? So I'm happy for them. (laughs) <laughs> yes um but yeah just interesting facts because tiktok is so interesting with how it can shape um like music statistics and how it shapes like our listening there's a lot of stuff that i wouldn't be listening to if it wasn't for tiktok like dead ass and there's also a lot of true. people who wouldn't be like musicians without tiktok also true yes yeah so interesting <laughs> Wait, were you making a TikTok reference just then? No, but oh, there's that sound where it's like interesting response. Oh, no, yeah. You have... yeah, that's what I thought you were doing. Oh my gosh, I oh, I love TikTok. Okay, um, this is my last music industry story. We got some juicy stuff for pop culture, but um, okay. As y'all know, I like to include at least something from like this week's chart data but it's literally all christmas music and i just want to say i've never been the person to like openly hate christmas music um but i am going to be that person now i have 
this year I did not at one point voluntarily choose to listen to Christmas music. Like I just can't, I can't anymore. I was at the store last week or two weeks ago and like this, the lady that worked at the store came on like the intercom and started singing jingle bells. (laughs) And then like, was like everybody, I was like, I will literally leave if this does not end right now. No, it was awful. It was like Marshall's. And she like changed the lyrics of the song to like be about getting a Marshall's credit card. And then she was like, everybody. And everybody was just like, what? (laughs) And some people Wait, started singing with her, real? and I was like, "Are you for real?" I hate this. No, I wish. I wish I wasn't. <laughs> you should have. I wish I did not have to. Experience oh, that. I wish I was there. That's so funny. It was so awful. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, okay." I, I think I do hate Christmas music. <laughs> um. So yeah, like most of the top ten is Christmas music, except for like Adele, Justin Bieber, like you know the usual repeats. Oh. Um. <laughs> But something interesting is the uh, group, the Ronettes, rank in the top 10 of the Hot 100 for the first time since their song Be My Baby came out in 1963, which brings them the record for like the longest break from being in the top 10 of the Hot 100, which was 58 years and two months. (laughs) And their song Sleigh Ride re-entered the top 10 of the Hot 100 this week, which is what earned them this interesting title a bop yeah so lots of uh facts fun facts today <laughs> love the ronettes mm-hmm. um but yeah that's what i got for music oh okay Ooh. so entertainment got a lot Ooh. of stories some of them are catch-up um including the first <laughs> one so the first one first story uh mm-hmm. it's part one and part two so first of all while we've been gone there was the whole, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. We're going to talk about it because Ely has the best <laughs> media moment. Spoiler alert. I do, I do. So we'll I talk do. about it more in depth there. But, uh, of course, it made it a lot of money. So yeah. uh, box office estimates, they usually come out on Sunday midday, even though obviously Sunday hasn't finished yet. So the weekend's not finished. But that's when they usually come out. So on Sunday the 19th, it was that all the trades were like, okay, it's the third biggest domestic opening of all time behind Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And then when the actual number came in, because it was very close, so the, the solid non-prediction number, it was actually higher than Infinity War. So it was the second biggest domestic opening ever with $260 million, wow. which is a big deal for a lot of reasons. One, because that's a lot of fucking money. Right. Any time. But it's made substantially more money than the last biggest opening for the pandemic era, which was uh, F9, I believe, at like 90 million. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Fast food, fast food, you make a lot of money. Yeah. That is so weird to me. What? Okay. I mean, I, I saw it, but anyway. I, I know you did. <laughs> we know, we know. Yeah. So it's just a big deal and it's really like revitalized the theater industry, although it's coming at an interesting time because of course, Omicron is growing more and more of a threat. So it's like the second weekend drop was 68%, which is pretty big. Omicron might've played into that, but part two of this, and this is impressive because it's, it's not getting a Chinese release and China brings in a shit ton of box office dollars. I thought Spider-Man was getting a Chinese release. No, it does not have one. And it was able to hit $1 billion globally 
last weekend without a China release. Oh my God. Which is I impressive. Swear, I thought I saw that this was supposed to be the first Marvel movie of the year that released in China. No, I don't know what's going on with that relationship, but China has not played any Marvel movies since pre-pandemic. Yikes. I think it's because they want like, so before Spider-Man No Way Home, the highest grossing film globally of the year was a Chinese film. Mm. So I think honestly they might be because you know they love their like titles and they do that, that they um, do so that could be part of it but anyway i think the film deserves it and it's kind of cool to be part of something this big again because we haven't really had that during the pandemic oh my gosh yeah no i i felt really cool too because i haven't seen i mean before i saw black widow in theaters this summer i hadn't seen a marvel movie in theaters since iron man 3 and so I was like, wow, this is so fun. Yeah. I get to like really be a part of it now. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, 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 talk, we'll about talk about it. We'll talk it's about coming. It. Uh, but slight spoiler before we get into a bunch of spoilers later in the episode. At the, the very last end credits scene of No Way Home was actually the first teaser for Doctor Strange 2, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and then they officially released it a few days later. So I just figured we could talk about it briefly. This was like mm-hmm. a week and a half ago, but yeah, I think it looks really cool. I saw like a snippet of it that was actually leaked, but I didn't know it was going to play at the end of No Way Home. So it was cool to see the full version. And they actually added a couple of stuff. Um, like Shuma Gorath was not in the leaked version I saw. So it was oh. cool to see him. Yeah. Wanda, of course. T- my TikTok mm. is blowing up about people excited for her. So maybe Dr. Strange 2 will also make $260 million. Who knows? We'll see. I, I, yeah, the pressure is on because people, like, after all the like multiverse content we got in like early 2021, people are like, okay, this is going to be like the big, the big one. <laughs> Yeah, well, they had, they did a, I, we already talked about this, but they did a shit ton of reshoots to put in more cameos. Right. So wonder who those are. And I don't know, I feel like there's a lot riding on this. People are also talking about how they're disappointed in America Chavez's casting, which I didn't think of before, but in the comics, she's a lot darker than the actress oh. they cast skin tone wise. So a bit of a problem. Wonder how they're going to handle that on the press tour. She's also a lot younger than in the comics. Uh, but I, I hope nobody asks her about that. <laughs> you, you don't know how, you know, people are. The, they did they, ask they Aquafina want the about her black scent. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we'll see. But um, she's also a lot younger, but I'm assuming they just cast a little younger because they want her to be in multiple films. Right. She'll age into it. So we'll see. Uh, it's also Sam Raimi's first film in like 12 years. So I'm very interested about that. Of course, he directed the original Spider-Man trilogy with Toby. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that was a thing. Uh, Speaking of Disney and Disney films, so Death on the Nile, which is the the sequel to (laughs) the remake of Murder on the Orient Express, Mm -hmm. uh, that film has been delayed and delayed. It was delayed because it was a Fox carryover when Disney purchased them. And then it was delayed right. again because of the pandemic. And then it was delayed again because of the whole Army Hammer situation. I um, was honestly shocked to see, like, I did they, was it they just dropped like the trailer or something? Yeah, or, that's like, what I'm about to talk all about. All the promotional materials. I was like shocked to see that come out. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, so it's coming out in February. They released a new trailer. It's like the first trailer in like a year. And they released a new poster. It's tough. I'm not super familiar with Death on the Nile, like the, the novel, but apparently the role he's playing of like the husband is like really big. Like you cannot downplay him. So I think they're just like 
fuck it. We can't, we can't cancel this movie. It's shot and we can't cut him out because he's like a big role. So they put as little of, a, of him as possible in the trailer and in the poster. He's kind of, he's not like in the front. We'll say that, Aww. but they're going to release it and we'll see. It probably won't make a lot of money. I feel like this but... is making my tummy sick just thinking about it. <laughs> you know who else is in it? Letitia Wright. Stop. And I know Gal Gadot's in it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Renowned actress Gal Gadot. Such range she has. They put her at the front of the poster like that's going to sell tickets. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, I can't wait to see bland acting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. This is not a Gal Gadot fan podcast. <laughs> oh, no. She does the same thing in every movie. She does. I, I, I brought this up to others before. I'm like, oh, another Gal Gadot movie where she's just a tall, hot woman wearing a silk dress. Oh! She is gorgeous, though. Work. She's gorgeous, um, but like, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, next story. Speaking of men we don't like. So remember, I, I don't know if it was last episode or the one before that. But I, I think it was. The whole, the whole Pel- Peloton situation with Chris Noth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> fancy timing on this. Uh, so I think it's five women now that have come out and accused Chris Noth of sexual harassment. Oh my God. And misconduct uh, across on. many projects. Men. Yeah. So as what a result. What is wrong with you? I, I don't know. As a result of this, mm. lots of things have happened. First of all, all of the Sex in the City ladies, barring Kim Cattrall, because of course she's like removed herself from it. They all put out the same statement saying that they support the victims, which is which is nice. I actually, one of the headlines I saw was misleading. And I thought when I read that, that they put out a statement supporting him. And I was like, no. And then I read it and it, they're supporting the victims, which is nice. Um, note, to, note to everyone, read the full statement. Yes, yes. Uh, but he's been dropped from Peloton. The ad that we talked about is no longer running or available online, I don't think. Bro, um, I bet Peloton is pissed they spent all that money. I know. And then literally the week after. Yikes. Yikes. Um, the Equalizer, the reboot show he's on, he was dropped from that. His oh. artist agency, he was dropped from. Oh, my um, God. Apparently, he was about to finalize the deal for his own tequila brand. That's not happening. Anymore. Okay. Can we talk about that? Why does every celebrity think that they need to get into making tequila? I don't like, Apparently, it makes can you money. Not? Apparently, it makes money. Oh, my God. What know. is with white people's obsession with, like, cultural appropriation? <laughs> like, Yeah. I don't know. I think everyone just wants to copy George Clooney. Just hashtag stop making tequila, please, for the that love too. of God. Also, sorry if you just heard that. I banged my knee against the table. That's fun. Yeah, you farted. It's fine. No, I banged my knee <laughs> against the table. Damn. Anyway, moving on. So, do you remember the 2016 Ghostbusters film with like Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy, oh, Leslie yeah. Jones, all women? Okay, first of all, people demonized the fuck out of that movie because it was all women, <laughs> and it's not that bad. I mean, it's not like Wait, it was all women, and then Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a really funny joke in the movie that I think is so stupid. When they he's supposed to be really dumb, and they tell him like, <laughs> uh, "Don't listen," and he puts his hands over his eyes. He's like, "Oh." I won't. <laughs> I think Chris Hemsworth is like genuinely really funny, like as a person. Yeah. I've never seen that movie, but now I kind of want to because it's it's not bad. <laughs> I, so, bet, I bet it's not. Yeah, but it's like one of the, like the first trailer is like one of the most disliked YouTube videos of all time because women. Oh my God. Um, but anyway, so 
of course, a new Ghostbusters film, Ghostbusters Afterlife, came out like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And, and so now it's about to be released on physical media like Blu-ray and whatnot. Uh, so Sony, alongside just the standalone release of Ghostbusters Afterlife, they decided to release a quote-unquote ultimate Ghostbusters box set Guess what wasn't included? 2016 Ghostbusters. Shut yeah. up. Oh my yep. God. They released promotional material for it and it was just Ghostbusters 1 and what 2 and Ghostbusters hell? Afterlife. So Paul Feig, the director of the 2016 Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids, by the way, lovely man. Um, <laughs> he tweeted at Sony and he was like, what gives? What the like, fuck? Yeah. My film what? is called Ghostbusters. And um, then Sony, they like kind of made good. They are putting a digital copy of the film in the set but fuck off oh fuck yeah. off uh-uh i don't like that i don't like that not one bit yeah it's annoying and i'm glad that paul feig actually called him out for it though love that guy me too yeah so well damn what is going on with our country i don't know <laughs> um that's my that's my entertainment stories well i have a saga for you Oh, I can't wait. I was reading this outline. I was like, oh, there is some juice here. <laughs> <laughs> this is so interesting. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn, I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> like the two of them. What's gross. wrong with that? Um, Olivia Munn is a horrible person. Wait, she is? Yes. We have a lot of issues with her. Wait, we'll go in. wait you like uh, me. Okay. She's one of those women. Let me double check the title of her book. Hold on. Oh no. (laughs) She's one of those women who is like thin and like conventionally beautiful who thinks that she's like, can be considered more like relatable by like bashing other women. If that makes sense. Oh, we don't like that. Yeah. Like she wrote this awful book called suck it wonder woman Ew, um, i hate that title and somebody on tiktok actually like just started reading excerpts from the book uh it's awful lots of fat shaming but then like <laughs> oh, she'll no. also turn around and be like i want to eat pie and it's like what Ow. like very weird stuff she just has like such like that like i don't want i don't like using the term like pick me energy but that's basically what she did to get with john mulaney so yeah okay so like so if you don't know john mulaney and olivia munn are together allegedly actually that's even that's questionable Um, (laughs) but on top of that they just welcomed uh a son (laughs) in november which is interesting because i made a little timeline of their relationship because it's very clear that john mulaney had an affair and this is the result of that um, so let's dive into it shall we okay okay so i'm going to work backwards because actually no i'm actually i'm i wrote it out backwards because then it would be easier for me to visualize but i'm going to jump all the way back to december of 2020 <laughs> when it, we found out that john mulaney was entering a rehab facility he struggled for like years with like drug abuse um so this wasn't like surprising but it was also just like people were showing support and it was like okay well he's taking a break he's doing his thing then um after he like released that he was like gonna start touring again like so it became clear that he had like wrapped up his rehab treatments um like weeks after that he like resurfaced he also announced that um he was getting a divorce from his wife 
And um, that was in May of 2021. And it was 100% initiated by John. I think like his wife was a little bit like surprised by it. So that was sad. They both released statements about it. And a lot of people were upset because like their whole thing, like there was that they were just like two adults who like didn't want kids and they were just like, you know, fumbling through life, blah, blah, blah. Like their marriage was so cute, everything like that. And then all of a sudden he came out of rehab and was like, yeah, I'm leaving you. And everybody was like, okay. (laughs) Then in like the summer of 2021, I couldn't find an exact date, but like sometime the summer of this year, it started like being a rumor that him and Olivia Munn were together and everybody was just like, huh? And like looking also back at Olivia Munn's dating history, apparently she's like a serial adulterer. Like she's, she will like prey on, allegedly she would like prey on married men. Like she's dated multiple married men before. Uh, Yeah. So that's interesting. I know. And then in September, John was on the Seth Meyers late night show. I don't know what it's called, but y'all know Seth Meyers. Late night with Seth Meyers. (laughs) (laughs) That one. (laughs) Well, you know, some of them, they all have the same names. Just the words are switched around. I don't even know. Seth Meyers. John Mulaney told Seth Meyers that him and Olivia were expecting a child in September. And everybody was like, what? Because John Mulaney's thing, like his whole thing is that he didn't want kids. So everybody was like, interesting. Okay. And that, that was in September. And their baby was born apparently on November 24th. So if you do the math, that means this child was conceived in like late January, early February when he was still married. So that's, yeah. A very tough look, very tough look. And I linked on our, um, on our outline that I linked to the Instagram post and I, Olivia's Instagram post. And I just looked at it like earlier and she has like the comments turned off. Instagram. Y'all, it's never good if you have to turn off comments on your Instagram. Like you can be like, oh, I want privacy, but like you just welcomed a new baby. Like, don't you want people to be like, oh, I'm so happy? No. That bitch turned the comments off because Uh, that 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 child. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That child is a product of adultery. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? Okay, when I was reading the outline, I thought you were leading towards this isn't John's baby. Oh, no, I, w- <laughs> I went a little conspiratorial with it. Yeah, you hopped off a little bit. No, no, no. The, the idea is that he cheated on his wife. Oh, not good. Um, Yeah, very sad. But uh, congrats to them, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Weird. Wishing you the best. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next. <laughs> <laughs> next story that i had was so funny i saw this like a few i don't when when did this come this came out like a few weeks ago i'm sorry the the Um, lines the quotes you wrote are so fucking that's like no but like that's the quote like it's so funny okay y'all i'm sorry we're just laughing and y'all don't know what we're talking about okay so recently kim kardashian went on like a podcast and she did an interview and during like a lightning round segment of the podcast they asked her like what her favorite taylor swift song was now to preface just really quickly the beef between uh kim kardashian west kanye west and taylor swift is that a while ago kanye west released a song where he had a lyric in the in his song that says uh references taylor swift and he says i made that bitch famous 
Um, and then Taylor came back saying, oh, I didn't approve of you saying that about me. Kim then released a what we now know to be an edited version of a phone call between Taylor and Kanye, where Taylor appeared to have given permission. And then in 2020, Jeez. somebody released the full unedited phone call and showing that Taylor was right. She did not consent to Kanye saying, I made that bitch famous. And then Kim kind of tried to backtrack by saying like on Twitter, Taylor's chosen to reignite an old exchange that at this point in this time feels very self-serving given the <laughs> suffering of millions of real victims, like all this bullshit. And like she cares. Right. And it's also like, like as if Taylor Swift is the one that released that phone call. Like she literally that happened. And I feel like she didn't say anything. Like it was just like, yeah, I, I was mean, right. She did kind of like capitalize on it with the whole reputation era acting like she was like a but that came after that came after this phone call came out or that came before this like this phone call the full version mm-hmm. that we found out that taylor was right came out in 2020 her album reputation came out years ago yeah no i meant she was capitalizing on the on the original well, video of course of course i mean i'm not shaming <laughs> her i'm just saying well yeah but i'm saying this tweet from kim kardashian is from 2020 where she's saying like oh there's oh, yes. real victims like okay. <laughs> Okay. You know, that kind of thing. So now on this podcast, during this lightning round, these hosts asked Kim what her favorite Taylor Swift song is, which she couldn't really answer the question, but she said, she, she said, I really like a lot of Taylor Swift's song. And I think that they're really cute and catchy. And then she said that she had to like, look at her phone to actually give a real answer. And that didn't happen. But the use of the words really cute and really cute just, like, me up. and the fact that this is happening like not long after her divorce to Kanye West makes me just wonder like how embarrassing was that whole debacle like for Kim <laughs> <laughs> no that cracks my shit up really also it's li- funny listen to her say this it's funny how like truly loyal Chris has raise her children to be like to their husbands because the fact that kim fucking knew that she edited that phone call the fact that she knew that she was pulling some bullshit on taylor swift and then that she still went and tweeted that tweet in 2020 and now she's like your songs are so cute and catchy like bitch what (laughs) i bet chris edited it in the first place (laughs) also huge like i don't even know what to say about the podcast hosts that had the audacity to ask kim that (laughs) Yeah, I need to look this up. I want to hear her say these words. I bet it yeah. would be well, so Well, I linked funny. the like BuzzFeed article about it. Oh, good. So I'm hoping that maybe Thank they you. have something. I hope a so link. Too. Oh, yeah. They have a link to the interview. In oh, the good. Article. I'll listen to it afterward. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. And it was just like so funny to me that she said that. And I was like, yeah, okay. Another thing that's like kind of political kind of pop culture is that like Joe Biden made a TikTok with the Jonas Brothers and some people are like oh my god our president's so cool but most I think most of young people are like annoyed that like his appeals to getting the young vote involved like these huge campaign promises and now like now that he's in office he's like making TikToks yup <laughs> very annoying nobody asked for it um disappointing as hell I'm over yeah. his ass it's just kind of like, ugh, really? You know, I, I mean, know. I just get the sense that he doesn't like care. Like, I think oh, he's no. a little lazy. And <laughs> if he has any decency, he'll not run for a second term. And I'd be very interested to see what happens then. But yeah, he's annoying. Oh, I know. Joe Biden. 
we don't have to keep talking about him anymore. Yeah, I'm really tired of talking about Joe Byron. I should have rearranged (laughs) these because my next story is actually about Kanye West. I feel like I talk about Kim and Kanye way too much, but they're they're like so interesting. Specimens. They are. Cultural specimens. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Kanye West recently bought the four and a half million dollar home across the street from his ex-wife, Kim K. (laughs) And I'm hoping for the love of God that this is so that he can successfully co-parent with her. Because I think right now he lives in like Wyoming and she said on the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like, I don't want to have a husband that lives like all the way across the country, blah, blah, blah. But like, did he really need to do that across the street? Like, really? <laughs> I'm um, picturing a reality where, like, Chris Jenner went and knocked on that person's door and was like, "Excuse you, me, can you move you out? Because I need Kanye to move right across the street from my daughter, Kimberly." <laughs> yeah, very interesting. I don't know what's gonna come of this, but I heard that and I was like, "Really? This is a very Kanye-esque move." Like, you know, it just sounds like something Kanye would do, but still. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, we we shall see. <laughs> um, all right, but yeah, that's all I have for pop culture. Again, it's been a little quiet because the holidays, but that was pretty meaty. I enjoyed that. Was that was that. a lot? That was yeah, that was intense. I mean, John yeah. Mulaney and Olivia Munn win this one. <laughs> all right, y'all messy as hell. <laughs> ah! In media moment time. Mm-hmm. It's time. For the media moment. Okay, so I'm going first. I double checked this before we recorded. No, I was going to say you should go first too because I feel like we should end with Spider Man. Oh, okay. Well, good. The fates aligned. Uh, (laughs) All right, so I'm hitting you with a bit of a different type of media moment this week because randomly last night I got a YouTube ad about Comixology Unlimited. Which, if you don't know what this is, Comixology is a platform you could buy digital comics, but they launched an unlimited subscription where you pay a monthly fee, and there's like thousands of comics you can just open right oh, there. Oh, like Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, but they're cheaper, and there's still a bunch yeah. of Marvel comics available on Comixology. It's like five ninety nine. Oh, cool. I'm doing the. They have a month long trial. Love wow. that. Very generous. Okay. We'll see if I keep with it, but I'm enjoying the service thus far in my 24 hours. Yeah. With it. So anyway. <laughs> I, because my heyday of comics reading was like in middle school when I had no friends. And I've obviously, I've read comics over the years, but um, this service is really cool. And my work laptop, it's like not really a laptop. It's a Surface Go, but it's really cool with this service because I can switch it to tablet mode and you could just do full screen with it. And it's, it's like reading an actual book just with brightened images. Anyway, so course i went straight for the queer section and <laughs> found this nifty little comic w- series sadly it only had eight issues and i finished it today oh wow but okay i wanted to talk about it it's called the backstagers and get this this is like made for me okay <laughs> so the premise is jory he is a new kid at this all-boys school and he decides he needs to like join a club or something so he ends up joining the stage crew, which is all boys, of course, because it's all boys school. <laughs> and uh, it's revealed and it's just kind of like an accepted thing that they're like backstage. There's a door that leads to like a bunch of different dimensions uh, and they could transport to other 
stage crews from other schools with it oh. and stuff like that. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of really great representation. Like there are gay kids and there's one bi kid and there's a trans kid. Um, so it's a big gay stage crewy adventure that's very colorful. And for those of you who don't know, I did stage crew all four years of high school and <laughs> I am big gay. Yeah, this so... is made for you. <laughs> and it's funny as shit. Like I was laughing out loud reading this comic book. Um, th- I sent you a snap today, actually, of a panel from it about the the rent joke. <laughs> they were doing a production called Lease the Musical. <laughs> so I love funny. that. So I just loved it. Like I devoured it. I'm really sad that it was only eight issues, but I also feel like they told a complete story. Oh, good. Very cute. Very funny. So yeah, I'm like, wow. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm gonna enjoy this trial to the fullest but I've had a great time over the last day so far that's wonderful I'm so happy for you thank you yeah my media moment I've I've consumed a lot of media over the last week um but (laughs) since we have our in preparation 2021 media episode next week I'm saving a couple of things I consumed for that let's just say that very nice yes Great. Um, okay. Well, as we mentioned earlier, my media moment is Spider-Man No Way Home, partially because unlike Zach, I have not consumed a lot of media these last few weeks. And so <laughs> I'm like staying like stagnant on a book that I was really hoping to finish before the end of the year, but I just can't get into it right now. Um, and I haven't watched anything new on TV. I'm not, I haven't seen any new movies. So I'm like, this is it, but I'm very excited <laughs> that this is it because I was thinking like, when else were we going to talk about Spider-Man? So this is good. Um, so amazing. First of all, spoilers, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. For, huge spoilers, spoiler warning. If you, if you haven't, haven't seen it for some reason, seen it, just turn the podcast off. <laughs> yeah. Um, what yeah, do you want to talk about this, first? I don't even know where to start. Okay. This is. We could talk I'm, about tears because there were a lot of well i i want to say this i'm like going back and forth in my mind as to whether this movie or into the spider-verse is my favorite spider-man movie i almost want to say into the spider-verse is still my favorite but this was really (laughs) really good (laughs) um yeah i don't even know where to start tears yes i cried a lot um as Zach knows, there was someone in my yes. theater that brought a whole box of tissues. I <laughs> wish I would have done that. I wish I yeah, would have done that too. because I had tears like streaming down my face. I was like sobbing and I, I knew I was going to cry because I've cried at every single Marvel movie that's been released this year. <laughs> this was a new, this was a new level. Yeah. Oh, this was a lot. And I think too, because <laughs> we didn't get Peter's origin story, like we kind of just like assumed that like he also lost uh, uncle Ben and like, that's where that like development happened, but like, that doesn't seem to necessarily be the case, but no. so that was like, so out of left field. I was not expecting when it. Aunt May and died. Yes. When, yeah. Sorry. Y'all. <laughs> when Aunt May died. And yeah, got me. oh my gosh, it was so emotional. And I think like just watching Peter like progress as a as a growing person like that's the thing I like about this series of Spider-Man is that Tom Holland looks the age that he's supposed to look and he like plays Mm -hmm. Peter Parker well enough that he acts the way like a 16 17 18 19 year old would be and I love that these are like truly like coming of age films like people have been breaking down like Spider-Man Homecoming was like him 
falling into like figuring out who he was in like the hero title and then like spider-man far from home is like him figuring out what like being the respect like, what the responsibility of being a hero is and then like this one was really about how like his heroic actions affect everybody else or like his role in that affects everybody else and it's just like ugh, it's so good it's it's been lovely watching <laughs> this character grow and i'm just i'm obsessed i will say the mvp of this movie for me is andrew garfield andrew um, held it down <laughs> oh my first gosh all, he got a bigger cheer than toby i mean i know he came first <laughs> but he got a way bigger cheer than toby in my audience and also he arrived in costumes maybe that was part of it toby was, didn't. yeah but i don't know he the other part that like almost made me break down is that little moment when mj is falling and Peter can't catch her. So Andrew. Yes. And her. he starts crying after. And then Jay's like, are you okay? And I was and like, he's like oh, I'm so sad. Because Gwen, he couldn't save her. And also you notice how like he didn't use web when trying to catch her. Cause that's what no, cause that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And that, that like whole scene of them on the Statue of Liberty. Serotonin. Oh. Serotonin Amazing. running through my veins. It was just like the whole time I was like looking over at Teresa and I was like, what are we watching? Like, I can't <laughs> believe I'm proud. I can I could not believe I was watching this. And it's funny because like on top of all of the, like the leaks and like the, the, the things that people were saying, like, oh, this is the rumors. Like I still was just like shocked and excited to see mm-hmm. all of the cameos that we got, like in that, including Matt Murdock, which I kind of like suspected was going to happen because I'd been seeing people talk about it on TikTok, but still yeah. like when he showed up, I was like, ah, I never even watched Daredevil and I knew <laughs> to like look for him. And I still was like, ah. <laughs> well, it's like, I think that's a big feat that even though we knew so much, like we knew Toby and Andrew were going to be there at 100%, right. but just the, <laughs> there, I was really impressed because I had thought that their roles were going to be smaller, but they were in like, the yeah, third act. I, they had I, multiple I scenes. Too. Yes, they I was like, great. for sure, these guys are only going to make like a little cameo and that's going to be it. But like they came in, they they did their thing. It was they did it not phone it in. They earned their money, however much <laughs> they, they made. I know to- Toby held out. He held up production for more money, but he did. He did great, too. I think Andrew he did. did no, he did great. But- their dynamic, the three of them was just so sweet and it made me so happy. I could not stop smiling like the entire third act. I was just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it was funny as shit too like there were so it many was. jokes there were a lot of good jokes um when when they're like trying to number each other and andrew garfield is just like peter three oh, that no. made me crack oh, no. my shit up what what i think she's literally gonna poop <gasps> fuck oh no are you okay what is she doing she's like dragging her butt on the floor but like in the way that i know she has to poop it's okay. We can wrap up. So, anyway, since Shuri apparently has to poop. Sorry, y'all. Grass all over the place. Well, I can just pause <laughs> it or I can just like run outside if you don't mind waiting. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, basically, we love Spider Man. Okay. Yeah, Spider Man is we wanted great. and more. Uh, I'm very happy for Ely that she got to have her like collective Marvel experience on that a level fun. close to like Endgame with the cheers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the tears, cheers and tears. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. And 
next week, I mean, if, if like a huge news story happens, I guess we'll talk about it. But if not, we're going to be talking about our favorite media of 2021. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great time. I also have some yes, relatives that are not necessarily good. So it's not going to be all praise. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, uh, love y'all. I hope you enjoyed the audio quality. Woohoo. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs>